welcome to SED. I'm your host, Jane Dagme, Editor-in-Chief of Designers Today. SED covers the wonderful industry of interior design from various, often eclectic, angles. At its most literal, SED is the spoken complement to what's written in the pages of our magazine. Esoterically speaking, SED, S-A-I-D, stands for Something About Interior Designers. In a nutshell, the podcast is devoted to the ongoing curiosity and admiration we have for these diverse, passionate, and often quirky individuals. SED celebrates the way they think, work, live, and define themselves. Enough said. Let's get into our show. Designers, Howls is excited to announce a brand new initiative focused on serving your specific needs as design pros. Howls Pro is a new pro-exclusive destination where you can access new tools, education, and analytics to take your business to the next level. You're invited to explore Howls Pro, which includes the brand new CRM tool to manage client inquiries, marketing to build your company brand, plus Ivy, the incredibly popular designer software for managing your business. Learn more at pro.house.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to SED. It's Jane Dagme, and I am taking a break this week from the microphone, except, of course, to just say hello briefly. Today, you'll be hearing from senior editor Alex Milstein and his interview with designer Lauren Clemen from Lauren Nicole Design. Next week, I will be back speaking with Cheryl Clendenin of In Detail Design and Small Business Think Big. But for now, please enjoy Alex and Lauren. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the SED podcast. It's your senior editor, Alex Milstein, and I'm your host today. Our guest today is Lauren Clement of Lauren Nicole Design, someone who wears many hats. She's an interior designer, a speaker, a TV segment specialist, and the mother of two. And in addition to all of this, she's just started two ambassador partnerships, one with Fabricut and one with Charleston Forge. So today we're going to talk to Lauren about those partnerships and how being a mother informs her design, as well as why she regularly speaks on two local news stations. So welcome, Lauren. Hi, Alex. Thank you for having me. Yeah, good to have you on today. How are you doing? Great. Doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. Just hanging in there. Yes, aren't we all? <laughs> a very, a very strange time, but, you know, business goes on. It certainly is. And yes, we all must persevere and keep going, albeit just a little bit differently, but very happy to be on and talk to you and focus on, on work in the business for a little while. Yeah, for sure. So I thought it would be great if we could start, um, if you could just tell us about your background and how you got into interior design. Yes, absolutely. So uh, this month actually marks my 14th year in business, which is very exciting. Um, I actually grew up in a design household. My mom was a designer and, you know, I, I was around the industry a lot, um, being taken to the studio, flipping through wallpaper books on the floor, um, sometimes going on appointments with her. I, I have lots of memories of, 
client visits. Um, and so it was just sort of a business that, you know, I got to be a part of, but never really thought that was what my career path was going to be. I didn't say, you know, mom, I'm going to follow in your footsteps, but I absorbed and I watched and I learned and I have a natural knack for um, this, the, the design, the style part of, of this business. I was always rearranging my room and um, organizing, and I definitely have that kind of side of the brain. And so um, shortly out of college, I was actually in school for clinical psychology in graduate school, and I just really had a big change of heart saying, you know, this is not what my career path is supposed to be. And at the time, my mom was actually very involved in the educational aspect of design and teaching designers. And um, it sort of at that point, you know, felt like a natural um, progression for me. And I started my business in March of 2006. And here we are today. And it was really just the best um you know, thing, things happen for a reason. And sometimes we don't always know what those reasons are. Um, but, you know, I've been so fortunate to have her as a mentor along the way. Yeah, definitely. I always think it's cool when designers kind of started in a different field and then find their love for interior design along the way. Um, yes. It kind of gives them a different perspective on designing and the industry as a whole. Absolutely. And I think, you know, my psychology background of school, you know, this is a business of people. And I think that was a great stepping stone into the business side of things. Um, and, you know, we as designers are creative, but we also have to use the other side of our brain to run a successful business. So I think those things combined um, has really helped me throughout throughout the years of, of being in business. Yeah, definitely. And speaking of that, you know, I was looking around your uh, website and I saw that um, part of philosophy is kind of to create these spaces that blend function and fashion. So why do you think it's so important to blend those two yes, things? Absolutely. Function first. That's what I always say. You know, I can make anything look great, but if it doesn't work and you can't sit on it, turn it on, open it, close it, use it in some way, it doesn't make any sense. You know, clients are not looking for something that they can just see or look at or, um, you know, yes, we want to appreciate the beauty, but most of my clients are using these spaces, whether they have small children or they like to entertain uh, there is a reason for what we're doing in design. So function first for me. And luckily today, there are so many great partners, um, you know, fabric vendors like Sumbrella, for example, that allows my job to be a little easier when it comes to function. Um, our case good pieces have really come a long way in terms of storage capacities and drawers and um, great materials to be able to be smart around busy uh, homes and lifestyles. So function first, um, and then we're combining the fabulous and the fashion and the style. And, you know, we do want it to look great and appreciate over time. So uh, the combination of those two things really creates a successful space for my clients. Yeah, it's obviously very important to blend function and fashion, but in a lot of the marketing and uh, project shots that I see, the rooms look like they really are not meant to be lived in. They look more like fashion than function. Uh, do you think that that kind of misleads um, 
some people in the industry or consumers or? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, and I think that, you know, when you're, when you're looking to hire an interior designer, if you're a client and you're researching who your options are, um, you're going to do a lot of, uh, you're going to, to do your homework from a lot of different avenues. You know, we're so fortunate today that we put ourselves out there pretty much in our entirety. Um, you know, people know a lot about me before they even call. And so I think the appeal, the, the look of a room, a style, a, sh a shot, if you will, is going to um, appeal to somebody's visual senses. Yes, that's a room I would love to live in. It's light, it's bright, it's well put together. So they know that I am capable of putting together a room. Now, once they read more, whether it's on my website or on House or on Instagram, you know, that's where people start to learn that I myself have two kids and four dogs and two cats and, you know, take function into account wholeheartedly. So I think there's that mixture and that blend that, yes, we do need to grab somebody's visual attention. Um, but once you dig deep into why that room was constructed the way it is, you start to learn about the function part of things. And that way people know they can have a functional room, but some of that can be kind of hidden beneath the look of something so that you can have both, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's very, very interesting. So speaking of um, being a mother, how does that uh, inform your design work? Are there certain things that you um, keep in mind when you're designing? Yes, absolutely. So my girls are now eight and nine, um, which is wild for me to say uh, that they're that old. But, you know, I remember it's funny when my nine year old was actually a, a toddler, a little one, we didn't have those pouches of, you know, pureed carrots and spinach and all those things we did for my second one. It's funny how things change so quickly. But I see clients you know, with little ones walking around with, you know, these little squirt pouches and I, no lie, delivered a rug and a whole room, put it all together. And the next day my client called and said, you won't believe it, but their little one had one of those pouches, pureed carrots and just squirted it all over <laughs> our brand new rug. And she, uh -huh. of course, is in a panic and I'm going, it's okay. I planned for this. You know, I know that that's going to happen and that's okay. And it all came right up. Um, so for sure, you know, fabric choices, that plays a big role. Um, you know, when, when you've got kids of any age, they all come with stuff and we all want to have a neat and tidy home. So, you know, whether it's giving somebody a, a functional piece of furniture whether it's laying out um, a, a design plan, a, a furniture layout, a space plan to give the kiddos a place to do their homework, to craft, to do their Legos, whatever it may be to help a family feel like they're not living, you know, in the kid zone all the time. Those are all things that we definitely have to think about um, as designers and mothers um, to, to create a functional space. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like you're ahead of the curve on that. <laughs> trying to be on it. You know, these kiddos, they change like the weather. So I'm uh, just trying mm -hmm. to keep up with everybody. Yeah, of course. Okay, awesome. 
Designers, HALS is excited to announce a brand new initiative focused on serving your specific needs as design pros. HALS Pro is a new pro-exclusive destination where you can access new tools, education, and analytics to take your business to the next level. You're invited to explore HALS Pro, which includes the brand new CRM tool to manage client inquiries, marketing to build your company brand, plus Ivy, the incredibly popular designer software for managing your business. Learn more at pro.house.com. So I do want to switch now to your ambassador partnerships, uh, which you have with Fabricut and Charleston Forge. Can you tell me a little bit about how each of those came about and kind of your involvement in the partnership? Absolutely. So Fabricut came along first. This is a company that I have used since day one in my business. So um, for a very long time, they have been a very strong fabric partner for me, um, offering what I find is the most up-to-date current fashion-forward fabrics, as well as um, offering uh, functional fabrics as well, durable um, so lots of different options for what I need. And that may be window treatments, that may be bedding and pillows, um, or it may be upholstery. So because they have been a very natural fit for me for a very long time, um, it was sort of a, a natural fit for me to be able to be an ambassador. Um, they reached out to just really grow that relationship further. And for them, it's a great way for somebody who already knows and loves their product to shout it from the rooftops to other designers to say, you know, hey, this is such a great company. Let me tell you why. Um, and it's so easy and fun to be able to support a company that, that I already know and love so much. Awesome. Yes. Um, and Great. Charleston Forge is a newer company for me personally. Um, and so that has been so great uh, to learn about who they are. And for me, the things that are so appealing and attractive to be a part of sort of my vendor Rolodex is that um, they don't say no. And as you know, and all you designers out there know, we don't like the word no, and we kind of like to make things up for ourselves as we go. <laughs> and <laughs> this is a company that will support that. So, you know, I have uh, different ideas for finishes or potentially a little different style, a different twist on a base or a leg or a top for a table. And because all of their pieces are made to order and handmade at the time of ordering, they are very willing to um, to be very customized and not say no to designers. And that right there is exactly what we all want in a partner. Um, and that's just a, a great feature. And they are a family, um, a great group of people who all work so hard. They're very skilled and they definitely want to partner with designers to be able to carry out their visions. And it's just a great group to want to um, tell everybody why they should know about Charleston Forge. Nice. So what do you do as an ambassador? What kind of things will you do for them? Yes. So with Charleston Forge, we are working together to create some individualized pieces that 
um, I will be able to help promote from my standpoint. I do a lot of renovation work, kitchen and bath work. And so that's really a way for me to help the Charleston Forge line grow into that industry um, and be able to, for me, also execute, you know, the, the visions that I have for a way to bring in um, some steel elements into the kitchen and bath design world. So we're going to be working together to introduce some really cool and innovative pieces in that regard. Um, I'll also be um, working with them throughout the market. So um, at High Point this June, um, I will be in and out of their showroom, um, you know, able to partner with them that way, meeting new designers, talking about the product line. Um, so we'll have events throughout the year and again, building the product line and being able to showcase their products and my designs, um, again, to have that natural flow for people to understand how they too could incorporate them into their designs. Nice. That's very exciting. So exciting. Very cool. So do you have any, um, do you have like an ETA on when some of these new designs might be out or is it still? Yes, um, we're actually looking at um, our first round of presentations in the next couple of weeks. Um, so what would have been right around the, the April market timeframe. So from there, we'll some, make some modifications. So I would say by late summer, early fall, these are some products that you will start seeing um, to be rolled out by Charleston Forge. Very cool. Yes. I'm looking forward to seeing this. Yes. It's going to be very exciting. Yeah, for sure. Okay, great. So I do want to um, switch subjects slightly. Um, so I hear that you speak on two local news stations. Yes. And so I'm wondering, you know, how did this all start and why do you feel that this helps your business? Absolutely. Um, many years ago, I'd say probably six or seven at this point, um, one of the TV stations reached out to me and said it was right around holiday time, Christmas time. And they said, would you come on and talk about, um, uh, decorating for the holidays? And I think they just found me, you know, locally through social media and knowing, you know, my involvement, um, in the design community. And, and I, I've always talked a lot about holiday decorating. It's something that I love personally. And so they had me on, and this is so funny. I always say this. I was on on a Saturday morning at like 6 a.m. And I'm thinking, is anybody actually awake at 6 a.m. on a Saturday and yeah. wanting to be listening to me talk about holiday decorating? But I'm going to go. And so <laughs> I did a few of those spots. And I think that um, because the things that I talk about, I break things down, they're so relatable, um, that it just grew to where they asked me to come on, you know, at more of a primetime hour. Um, and, and it grew to, I think people being able to really see, oh gosh, I can, I can do some of those things. It doesn't have to be so unattainable where you can create such great spaces, but people out in the, the TV viewership felt like they could connect and learn and do some of these things on their own. Um, so I've, I've been on uh, the WBTV station 
her CBS affiliate here for a number of years. And I actually had the opportunity to work with them to make over their set, which was so cool and fun oh. and different. Um, so that was exciting. And then our NBC station, they have an 11 o'clock uh, lifestyle show Charlotte today and I'm on there as well and the same thing really talking about whether it's um, related to the time of year uh, or you know different renovation projects even paint colors just some of those simple things that uh, people can learn about from a design standpoint to be able to take into their own homes yeah yeah now you know when I first heard that you you know spoke on these stations it just struck me as such a great idea um, as a way to, you know, really hit your local community, because I know that, you know, people are competing on social media and in print and all of these different places to get attention. But it seems like one of the best and maybe most underutilized places to get that attention is from a local news station. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it it has allowed my reach to go so much farther. Um, you know, I think there's a broad base of people who are not necessarily on social media all the time, you know, or who don't know, oh, I should go look at Howes for inspiration. They may have smaller projects that they may not feel warrants, you know, reaching out to those kinds of platforms. But what a great way to be able to reach out to that population too and say, hey, you know, we do color consults. Um, you know, we give hourly consultations all the time and, um, that it doesn't have to be a large scale renovation project. And so I feel like it allows us to reach everybody um, by hitting all different forms of marketing and TV just broadens that spectrum to be able to reach new people. Yeah, absolutely. So if I were a designer and I wanted to get a spot on a local news station, how would I go about starting that process? Or inquiring sure. About I think just finding out who the contact at your local news stations are um, and, and really showing them why you would be good on camera. That's number one. Some people I know the camera makes them nervous, you know, and terrifies them. I don't, I don't know what to say. And yeah. so that's first and foremost is just being comfortable in that environment um, and then, you know, showing the TV stations what you can offer to the masses. Um, and maybe it's putting together a little PowerPoint presentation to say, here are some ideas, here are topics of things that I think would be great to talk about. You know, that's how we look at things in advance as far as, you know, what topics people would be interested in. And, you know, they know um, what ratings um, have done well in the past. And so to be able to take some of those ideas and put your own personal spin on it, uh, make it personable, approachable, and sort of uh, what would appeal to a large audience of people. So those would be the best ways to, to get that attention. Nice. Yeah, that is good advice. Well, we're getting toward the end of our conversation. And I just wanted to end with, um, I like to end with advice from interior designers to other interior designers. I think that it's always useful to hear other people's advice. So do you have any advice for designers in the industry? Yes, I love that. You know, we are all in this together. 
it's a great community of designers and whether it's a, a local group or you know you're talking about um, designers all over the nation you know we all have a common goal of designing successful spaces um, continuing day after day to have new design opportunities and you know we're all just trying to figure out the best way to get there um, for me, I feel like, you know, the, the marketing aspect has been a huge push for me, especially in the beginning part of my business, but it really continues all the way through. It's just putting yourself out there. And sometimes that can feel scary and you don't know why people would necessarily want to call you. Well, make them have no guesses towards that, you know, really positioning yourself as the expert, as somebody people want to bring into your home. And using as many different avenues to market that concept as possible um, will help you to have more design opportunities. So that's always where I kind of offer that advice, first and foremost, um, many different avenues of marketing. And then, you know, once you're in these opportunities, just to make the best of them, you know, like I said before, we are a business built on people. Um, I have always listened to my clients and it's so funny because the response I always get it on presentation day or on install day is, oh my gosh, you listen to me. And I feel like that was such a surprise. Well, of course I listened to you. But, you know, we are brought into these homes into very personal aspects of our clients' lives um, and to really form that relationship and give them what they want means the world to them. And that would be something that I would stress most is, is just to, to listen, to guide with your professionalism and expertise. Um, but this really is all about them. Awesome. That is excellent Great. advice. All right, Lauren. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's a pleasure having Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Thank you, Alex. This was a lot of fun. Thanks so much for listening to Seb. I sincerely hope you got something of value from the podcast that feeds your brain and fills your heart. If you like the podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. If you're in the interior design trade and related industries and would like to sign up for a complimentary subscription to the printed or digital magazine, visit designerstoday.com right now and sign up. Until next time.